Have you ever stopped to think about yourself and your story? If someone were to write your memoir, what would it say? We all seek some level of authenticity, but have trouble removing the labels and finding our whole story. Welcome to Dropping In with Diane Dewey. In this program, we'll explore diverse stories on identity to help determine what is truly yours. Now, here is your host, Diane Dewey. Welcome to Dropping In, everyone. Let's talk about what's going on. It's a moment of awakening and others may stay sleeping, but far more are tuning in. It's a time when we see our true colors. And as the song by Cyndi Lauper goes and Marvin Gaye, they're beautiful as a rainbow. Uh, to help us find those true colors, we have our guest, Talia Delju, transformational coach. Welcome to the show, Talia. Thank you so much. So happy to be here today. It's lovely to have you. Um, the, this idea of true colors, um, I think it's very uh, apropos right now. And you connect being authentic with purpose and with flow. Um, I, of course, had to run out and get the book um, that flow is based on. Um, But first, Mm -hmm. I want to, before we delve in, I just want to congratulate you that your practice is so well grounded in um, theory, yes, but also really applicable, relevant stuff that we can all use in our day-to-day life as we try to maintain in the new normal. So congratulations to you for such a sound um, practice in your, in your coaching and your workshop work. Um, I, Thank I you feel so like- much. Yes, I, I, I just am so excited um, because I'm going to give this a whirl, right? His, his name, um, this is a professor of yours <laughs> at Claremont. Do you want to give it a stab? Yes. That would go ahead. Yes, yes, it's, it's a mouthful. So it's pronounced Mahali Csikszentmihalyi. Okay, so this book, Flow, it, it couldn't be yeah. more... Um, it couldn't be more relevant. And I think what you've done is you've just taken it to the next level, incorporating uh, many other thinkers as well as your own personal brand, which I find to be so warm and inviting. Um, for those listening, Talia Delju has a website, um, and it's T-A-L-L-I-A-D-E-L. J-O-U.com, where you can find just a whole menu of sensational resources, worksheets, and um, conversations with Talia. So we're really privileged to be having one um, here today. We've got to find our superpowers now, right, Talia? People <laughs> are feeling, feeling diminished by being isolated. And how, how are you going about helping people to access their superpower within so that we can continue yeah. to manifest. Yeah, Such a that's challenge. a great question. Yes. So a big part of this, this work is getting to know yourself, getting to spend time with yourself and starting to pay attention to times in your life where you've felt powerful, where you've felt that sense of purpose, where you've felt successful. I think many of us jump to thinking we don't know and it's just that we don't know what questions to be asking ourselves or to be asked by somebody else. So my role as a coach is to come in with questions and say, again, when in life have you felt this? When in life, 
you know, what would other people say about what lights you up and what your strengths are? Let's go talk to them. Let's go ask them questions. I think in the pursuit of finding flow and of understanding our superpowers and our strengths, many of us stay kind of quiet and we don't, we don't reach out. We don't ask for feedback. We don't ask for help. And, and we need, we need certain things to be reflected to us. So my, my first kind of instruction or step in the process is to reflect back, to start pulling out information and data from what's worked in your life up until now, and to then go and validate that with feedback from people who know you well in different parts of life, work, family, friends, and start to see what the story, what the story start, what, yeah, what's the story that begins to emerge um, that you can feel confident and grounded in. Well, I think you've hit on a really key point, um, and that is that rather than um, finding or searching for something, we're actually creating and we're finding a way to instead connect the dots that enable us to create um, an identity. I think the cool thing about you, Talia, is that, you know, you've, I think you've always seemingly had this empathic um, a desire to know when people spark and to be attuned to when they come alive or when they heat up. Mm-hmm. And I think this is, this is such a, an interesting combination to me that you, you take those moments where people feel resonant and then you build mm-hmm. and help them build and see the way um, to create meaning and also to create a sense of self when we feel so self-isolated right now. Um, that's the magic of it. And I think um, listening to your podcast, Sincerely Me, which I really recommend, um, is is Thank something you. that, you know, has helped me in terms of staying connected because that really is the challenge right now with COVID-19, right, mm-hmm. is staying connected to get this reflectivity, to get the feedback. Um, and. Mm-hmm. and so your your role then becomes even more instrumental, right? You're you're providing a mirror. Exactly, that's exactly what it is. And yeah, I think many of us are, you know, there's going to be resistance there too, because a lot of us don't want to don't want to see, you know, don't want to see the things we need to do, and don't don't want to face those those parts of ourselves that it's a necessary and important part of the process. And I think you, you kind of summed it up so beautifully there. And I, I think the, the main point here too, is that we get so caught up in the roles and the titles and the identities and the skill set, right? Well, here's what I do well, and here's what I've done. And, and I think there's so much that we miss when we just look at, when we just look at those pieces, like the, the roles, the titles, the things you've done, they don't tell me that much about who you are as a person. They tell me, again, what you're good at doing, perhaps, but I think that's when people start to feel limited and constricted and isolated and a bit lost because the, the self-definition and self-description has become so closely tied to job perhaps or you know I'm a mother perhaps or some other one dimensional thing and so it's about expanding and and seeing the big picture and to your point connecting the dots and recognizing that you are so much more than any one thing you've ever done and and if you're you know in this time white with COVID losing jobs not knowing what's next these are the moments where the mirror becomes that much more important because the question is 
who am I without mm-hmm. the job? Who am I without the role and the title? Who am I underneath all of those layers that I've just kind of been hiding behind for all this time? And it's not, a, it's not an easy question to, to answer, but it's an important one. Well, yes, because we have to be flexible. So we got to discover that continuous thread, the thing that remains our true color um, straight through no matter what is happening and so that we can build right. on it so we can remake ourselves mm-hmm. um, in the next rendition. I think that um, lest this all sound very daunting, I, I want to absolutely assure listeners that Talia mm-hmm. is extremely, it's, it, you, you make it so um, user-friendly, and you, you also relate um, clearly with Brene Brown's gifts of imperfection, that we are enough mm-hmm. exactly as we are, that, um, you know, to, to take this journey requires the, the, three, the three elements, courage, compassion, and connection. Um, and, and you mm-hmm. have this revelation yourself in real time on your podcast, Sincerely Me, um, and I think that it's really important pe- for people to understand inner work. It sounds um, like we can't do one more hard thing right now. We've got our plate <laughs> stacked with hard things. Um, but it's, yeah. it's, it's really the thing that's going to create flow and make things that much easier. Right. When, you know, this is actually a, a, a way of being um, proactive and defensive right now, both at you know, to handle this crisis, to remake ourselves. Do you find Mm -hmm. that people contact you um, about this kind of quest? About this kind of work? Yes, about this kind of quest in terms of, well, what do I do now? I don't have that title. I don't have that job. I may not even have, you know, the other trappings that I relied upon. And yeah, the who am Mm -hmm. I question, it becomes scarier right? It's, it's, you need to really be helping people by holding their hand. I just wondered how your role as a coach has changed during the pandemic. Yeah, that's a great question. I think, you know, part of me wants to say it hasn't changed at all. The other part of me wants to say it's changed a lot. And I think it's, it's really that given what's going on with the pandemic and the uncertainty, I think people are now almost being forced to reevaluate and and in, in, in many ways it's a blessing because it's 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 challenging people to slow down because there's no other option right now but to slow down and you know whether or not you've lost a job I think it's still it the, the pace has changed and priorities are shifting and people are a little bit more willing I think now to step back and to look at what what they're doing, how they're spending time, and why. And and there's an interesting element here when it comes to, like, the, the isolation that we're all feeling because, yes, on a social level, it's incredibly difficult and lonely. And at the same time, I think it gives us a little bit of space to think for ourselves and to not be so pulled by other people's expectations of us. Um, so if people can really take this as an opportunity and ask themselves, you know, what, what is the opportunity for me here? And that's going to be different for everybody, but what is the opportunity that is presenting itself to you right now? And who do you choose to be in this time? Do you choose to be the victim of it? Do you choose to be someone who steps into it and reevaluates? Do you choose to be someone who prioritizes themselves and does the inner work? 
And the inner work, yes, it's work, but it can also be fun and it can also be playful and joyful. And um, so, so yeah, I think in many in many ways, it, it's changed my role as a coach because it's it's brought a new sense of urgency. Um, and and a, for me, it's kind of lit this fire to really put my work out there because as many entrepreneurs I know can relate, sometimes, you know, it's vulnerable to put yourself out there and to tell people how you can help them. And we don't want to come off as too strong or too salesy or too whatever. Um, but now is the time more than ever to, to step up and to offer these types of services and to support people in this strange and unprecedented time of transition. We've never done this before. So we have to let ourselves be new at it and be patient and be, um, and be compassionate throughout the process with ourselves and with other people. Right. And I think too, you know, when we're in on the verge of losing, um, maybe, you know, feeling like I've, I've nothing to lose by risking more, you know, I, mm-hmm. I, I have the ability to take a step like through a threshold that, as you say, with a sense of urgency around us, it's, it's more like, I can do this because actually, you know, we're in a bit of a pressure cooker. We have to remake ourselves in order to survive. And I think there's a couple of really interesting passages. One is um, from a writer that I much admire, Adam Gopnik, who who basically wrote a very short um, story um, in Town and Country magazine, actually, about, um, you know, witnessing the pandemic and isolation. But he talks about how we used to be consider ourselves predators. Man was the acquisitor. You know, we would acquire things, the new thing, the next thing, turn here, go forward. And as you say, often that was meant to be quite alone. Whereas now we're more like a bird. We're in our nest. Mm-hmm. Um, we are we are just hoping that the next day is just as safe as this day was. We're hoping that things stay the same. And right. I also think that, that that sort of refractory period where maybe we're allowing us to think a little bit more because the distractions aren't there, right? The new shiny thing, the um, right. the, the busyness. And, you know, I, I really, I look at your um, worksheet here. I love, um, you've got a year in review, but you've also got this excellent one on moving through fear um, because I do mm. think people feel fearful right now, right? Um, you know, but you ask these questions, who am I in the process of becoming? Where and when did fear show up most? And, you know, mm-hmm. where do I feel um, the most ease and flow? So there you're building on strengths, um, which I think is, right. is a beautiful thing and, and something that was, is much more guaranteed to create real foundational strength for us to go forward um, and to maybe just exactly. see our interconnectivity even better. I can barely talk um, regular words, but I am going to try to say, I'm going to try to say, well, Michael, okay, so it's Mihaly, 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 that's not even good. It's hard, I know. Chick sent Mihaly. He talks about man as a social being um, and about fear. That's why I think it's so applicable that you deal with moving through fear because, you know, he says in his book that one of the things that frightens us is the fear of being left out. And, you know, Mm -hmm. um, 
only people who were witches and shamans were were historically comfortable spending time by themselves. So in most human societies, the worst sanction the community can issue is a shunning and often people become depressed and even worse, you know, neglect themselves physically, mentally, emotionally, and don't have their support mm-hmm. systems and then languish um, and perish sometimes. So that's, I think, what we're up against here in some ways. Technology has come to the rescue, though, right? You are able to reach your following, which is extensive. Um, you you had, um, through your um, Maven, the, the work... Pl- the work um, your your workshops on with women, um, over two hundred thousand um, people, and I wondered if you um, really feel that um, technology, you know, it really is connecting us, and you're able to reach the people um, in ways that are supportive. Um, to them as well. Do you continue with your workshops or will they, you know, are they expanding even? Because I'd love to know mm-hmm. and people would love to know how to join in. Yeah, yeah. So I think absolutely there's a beauty there's a beauty to technology and at the same time it shouldn't it shouldn't and it can't be a replacement for one on one real deep intimate connection. Um and and so yes, I mean I think the reach has continued to grow, especially right now because people are looking for resources online. Um, so I do teach, uh, you know, every Wednesday I do a pop up workshop, and you know these are on topics ranging from discovering your strengths to defining success for yourself to uncovering what's holding you back, which is a personal favorite. Um, this past week, we did one on one of my favorite theories in psychology called the possible selves theory, and it essentially presents to us that at any given moment, we're being shaped by three possible selves. It's our ideal self, our feared self, and our should or expected self. So had a lot of fun exploring that with a, with a group of people. And, and outside of that, I teach through General Assembly, which is kind of a global network of of um, you know, ongoing professional development offerings for folks all over the world. So we've been doing some workshops there. So yeah, there's always something going on in a way to bring this information to more people. Um, but at the end of the day, it really is for, for coaching work in the one-on-one that you're actually going to have the, the, the time, space, and that kind of container to really look at you and what needs to come up for you and how to apply the information um, to your specific challenges, obstacles, aspirations, um, and and the vision you have for yourself. And I think that's where most people right now are feeling lost, right? They had this vision for what the year was going to look like or who they were going to be or what they were going to do. And now they're being asked to redefine that vision and and to recreate it and redesign it and and kind of go back to the drawing board. Exactly. And Talia, the strange alchemy that occurs when people do connect. You also have a virtual book club and there's lots of other resources. We're going to get to them when we come back. There's so many really interesting thoughts that Talia, I hope that you'll share with us that I see you as just a prime mover in the awakening force. So don't go away. We'll be right back on Dropping In.
Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Books Forward exemplifies excellence in book marketing and promotion, representing New York Times bestsellers, national award-winning books, and books that catch fire on social media and in the digital realm. Books Forward creates ambitious campaigns with unlimited possibilities for sparking buzz while creatively cutting through the noise. Your book deserves to launch with experts who have set the bar in the industry. To learn more, visit booksforward.com or send us an email at info at booksforward.com. A JKS Communications Company. Stimulating talk gets those synapses in the brain firing really fast. All the time. The number one internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com. You are listening to Dropping In with Diane Dewey. We'd love to hear from you if you have a question or comment about the show. Send us an email to ddewey at truenordmedia.com. That's the letter D, dewey at trunordmedia.com. Now, back to Dropping In. Welcome back, everyone. We're here with Talia Delju, the coach that you need to know about, who is so connected to both inner work and a sense of reality in the practical, physical world. Very in tune with what's going on um, as an empath, Talia. I think I just so appreciate your really having such a grasp on both where we are in the inner moment and the outer moment. So, I know that um, I have read um, a good way to become more fearless um, is to cultivate tenderness as we expand our capacity to feel compassion and affection. We have less to be afraid Mm -hmm. of. This is by um, a a writer, um, blogger that I appreciate, Rob Bresney. Um, It is the opposite of conventional wisdom, though, that says that you become brave by toughening up and reinforcing your psychic (laughs) armor. But you've gone deeper and you You've, you've pulled out the strands and, and said, no, that's not it. It's really, it's really the inner work that's going to pave the way to fearlessness. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just think this is such a beautiful, um, it's just such a beautiful concept that people now do have the chance and it kind of, you know, coalesces your moment in this time. And the great part about all of this, folks, is that when you look at Talia's website, you are so completely human. First of all, you admit to eating chocolate chip pancakes. Um, and second of all, you have the cutest dog. And also, you. You, you, you talk about things that are real, like keeping it real. When you, you, you know, we mentioned your virtual book club, which I think is a fantastic idea. People can connect with um, books that, you know, help you thrive and have the conversation together. Um, and, you know, at the same time, you've said in your podcast, Sincerely Me, you know, sometimes words just sit on the page. They're not jumping mm-hmm. off. And you need to help them engage. And I wondered, mm-hmm. you know, how, how does that work for you? And, you know, how do you draw out of yourself continuously? And, and maybe even how do you renew yourself and replenish yourself as a coach? Yeah, that's a great question. And I'm, you know, I'm always... I'm still trying to figure it out. You know, I don't sit here as a coach 
having figured it all out and having all the answers, but it's, it's about continuing to, to check in with yourself and to recognize it's a relationship, right? I think we're, and, and many of us as women tend to think about and serve and give to everybody else but ourselves. And so, like anything else, it's a, it's a practice. What does that relationship to yourself look like? And and I'd love to also touch on fear, since you brought up the idea of fear. It's also a relationship, right? And I, and I think my approach to fear is not that it's something we shouldn't feel. It's in fact something that is here for us to keep us safe, right? Fear wants you to be successful and safe and to survive, just as much as you want to be successful and safe and to survive. And so. Fear is something we have to learn to work with instead of work against, recognizing, again, it's on your side. It wants the same thing for you. So how do we look at that and, and treat it as a relationship? How do we talk to fear, write a letter to fear? Um, and to answer your question, I write letters to myself. I did it yesterday. I've been coming up against some major blocks and some fears of, of my own. And the thing that I kept coming back to was it's important to meet this resistance with kindness. There's some, mm-hmm. there's some information that is here for you and you have to hold the space for it to, to show up and to reveal itself without the pressure to do anything about it immediately, but just to look at it, be curious about it, and then, and then see, again, who you choose to be with this new piece of information. So for me, it's constantly engaging in letter writing. It's constantly tuning in and, and not just being in my head about it, but tuning into my body, what emotions are holding, you know, holding on to my body and how do I start moving through, moving through whatever needs to be moved through with compassion, with kindness, with patience. And it's hard, right? I'm not sitting here saying it's easy to do, but, but it's, it's, it's part of the work and it's the only way you're going to get yourself into those places where you're, yeah, willing to look at the parts that, that are not so pretty and that, you know, that are maybe attached to some guilt or shame um, and that requires some self-forgiveness and requires taking some responsibility. So, yeah, and I and I have a coach. Like, that's my ulti- uh, ultimate answer to this is how do I do it for myself is, is I also recognize what I cannot do for myself, which is why I'm constantly working with a coach or a therapist and, you know, each of them kind of serves their own purpose, but I also need the mirror held up and there's only so much I can do for myself. Um, and I can't ask people to do the, the work if I'm not willing to go there myself as well. Exactly. And it's the interactivity, right? The dynamic of communicating. It's just so important to bring things forth in ourselves. I love the mm-hmm. idea that fear is an informant and it's here to teach us. It's also here to protect yeah. us as you as you noted. And I think there, you know, you see the connection between fear as a protector and also into instinctive and intuition. Um, intuition is something that gets blocked. You know, it's intuit mm-hmm. is, you know, to look over. But sometimes that all gets blocked, right? Because we've got so many um, logical rules in our head about things we must do that it just mm-hmm. becomes way too easy to to um, overrule intuition. And we're going to come back to that subject. I think there's so much there, and I think you've you've really accessed um, 
quite a lot. And the fact that you do this work simultaneously and congruently with the people that you work with is just, it's just so inspiring to me because, you know, again, it's the, it's the real, real. I, I do, um, I'm, glad, I'm glad we got to know you as a person, um, a, a, a maybe imperfect, but well, well enough person, um, because I, I want to give people the actual um, background on you now. It's, it, at the outset, it's far too intimidating, but to hear you and be, being so relatable, <laughs> it's much better. Um, um, so Talia Delju believes that we all have a purpose and place in this world, and she'll help you find yours. I'm quoting from her bio. Her insights have been featured in Forbes, Fortune, Business Insider, Monster, Nerd Wallet, and Real Simple. She says that stepping into your power and finding your purpose is really about finding yourself. Um, and you have um, conducted workshops and spoken to audiences such as MailChimp, General Assembly, Spanx, Michigan's Ross School of Business, and more. Um, you have uh, a Forbes featured blog called Sincerely Me. And, you know, on top of all of that, or just these um, amazing credentials, uh, you're a positive psychology expert and transformational coach um, with a background rooted in mindfulness, stress reduction, and deep transformational co- coaching. You have an master's degree. Um, and you've shared insights alongside of Deepak Chopra, Jen Sincero, and Adam Grant. So, I mean, we're talking about the real deal here. And Talia um, <laughs> is still willing to be, I think, so wonderfully humble and human as to share, you know, your your own experiences, which I think, yeah. um, you know, that's that's really important. Um, you you really do work with both sides of the brain, I, don't you? I, I feel as though there's a very, you have this intuitive um, resonance with people, and yet you're also working with a very logical side, and you are a self-proclaimed nerd. Um, mm. that, <laughs> I, I love that, you know, from this, I think people should also, even though you try to not have distance um, and, and are just as democratic um, with people who uh, you coach, I also want people to see it's not easy being a coach. It, it takes a lot of study and time. Um, but would you describe, how would you describe your skill set? Is it, you know, it seems very well-rounded to me and holistic. Yeah, I think it's definitely a collection of life experience and education. Um, you know, the school of life, right? I think I've I've learned, and that's probably my biggest strength is that I'm very quick to go through something and immediately be able to say, "Here's the lesson." I I I want to teach other people this lesson, so I'm I'm kind of quick to pull the opportunity in the moment and then want to talk about it, want to get on the podcast and share about it, want to write about it. Um, so the skill set, yes, I think is, is multifaceted and multilayered in that, you know, I bring in the research, I bring in positive psychology frameworks and perspectives and numbers and statistics. And at the same time, we're tuning into the emotion. We're understanding where emotion comes from and how it, how it, either motivating you to take action or stopping you from doing what it is you want to do. So it's, it's mental work, it's mindset work, but it's also being in the heart and 
becoming familiar with what that even means and, and what that's even like. Uh, the, the kind of analogy I've come to talk a lot about recently is that many of us come to value our, our mental selves, our mental bodies as the MVP, right? We think we can think our way through any problem and we value ourselves because of our intellect and how we think and how we can solve problems. Uh, but we forget, we forget about the other players, right, that are sitting on the bench, right, the emotional body, the, the spiritual body, the physical body. There's, there's so much insight and information that we have that we kind of neglect or that we just don't place as much value on because, because of, I don't know, the way we've been taught, the things we've been told and the things we've been praised on, you know, and um, so... I think it's it's making sure we're looking at all these different parts and pieces of us and bringing our full selves to the table, to our work, to our relationships, and into our lives. And it's also fear, right? I mean, if we trust something that is a gut level intuition or based mm-hmm. on an emotion, and, and emotions are real, um, then we take such a huge risk. We step out into the unknown. We can't find reasons mm-hmm. for it. We can't. Um, and what if it doesn't match up with those other, um, you know, those things that you mentioned before, our expectations from others, and, mm-hmm. you know, all those what ifs that are blocking the way. And I think, you know, you are talking about a person as, as though we're a team. Like there are the, there's the MVP right. and that, that's shifting and the team, you know, how well is the team playing together is, is more yeah. what you're asking. And, and that kind of mm-hmm. makes it, um, that does make it more enjoyable. And I, I think that, mm-hmm. uh, you know, you talk about, um, you focus on mindset, identity, and meaning, um, and also vulnerability and happiness. I, I really like the vulnerability and happiness equation. That seems to be related to one another, but so is mindset. And um, mm-hmm. right now, the challenge is to keep a positive mindset, and which is also key to our manifesting and, and staying focused, right. not getting swept up in the panic. Um, but as you say, this time is one where a lot of things have been stripped bare, and now we are looking at, you know, unpleasant truths about ourselves, that there's things that have been mm-hmm. overlooked, you know, racial injustice and the importance of Black Lives Matter, um, and mm-hmm. the identity of, you know, who we want to be um, before and after. You you talk right. in your, um, yes, and, and it, to me, it's really interesting that, you know, you, you relate um, well, first of all, this team, but also, you know, you talk about your your personal experience. You are a first generation Iranian here in the mm-hmm. U.S., um, and you say uh, in your posts that you were raised Jewish. Um, I wondered mm-hmm. if those interesting cultural cross sections led you to become interested in this field. That's a beautiful and very interesting question. I've never really kind of connected those dots. Um, I mean, I think in many ways an influence there might be that I never really fit into one box, right? It's, it's, it's rare to be Jewish and Iranian American and to have, you know, an an aunt and uncle who are Greek Orthodox. And, uh, you know, it's like we kind of have a little bit of everything. And I think 
that has definitely lended itself to, you know, a certain open-mindedness um, and and almost the, you know, it forced me to recognize that that we are all so much more than any one thing, right? No single thing defines anybody. Mm-hmm. Um, yet we are so quick to define ourselves by by one thing, and so I think perhaps in that sense, and I'm just thinking out loud with this now, I think there's definitely been, yeah, some some connections to to the way I see myself, and then the way I encourage other people to look at themselves and see themselves as as all the pieces, as the full team, as um, more than just, yeah, what they've done, where they've been, and what they know. Right. And to, you know, I think you've successfully busted out of all the labels. Um, for anyone who um, visits Talia Delju's website, you'll see a beautiful young woman um, who just is the most inviting presence um, that you could imagine. But I, I love this idea that you didn't fit into any one box. And I do think that helps in terms of being empathic for others who might be mm-hmm. struggling to identify themselves, whether that's gender or ethnicity or any of these things that have come up now in the in the new awareness. When we come back, we're going to take a commercial break right now. But um, and how time flies. Speaking with you, Talia. Um, we're, when we come <laughs> back, we're gonna we're gonna try to figure out how to not be controlled by the shadow of fear that prevents us from doing what's necessary and from and from living to our fullest with all of these challenges that surround us. Don't go away. We'll be right back with Talia Delju on Dropping In. Voice America is on your favorite smart speaker. If you have Alexa or Google Home, go ahead and give us a try. Hey, Alexa, play Finding Your Frequency podcast on TuneIn. She Writes Press is an independent publishing company founded for women writers everywhere. Together with sister company Spark Press, serving men and women, it is both mission-driven and community-oriented. The aim is to serve writers who wish to maintain greater ownership and control of their projects while getting the highest quality editorial help possible, traditional distribution, and an in-house marketing and publicity team. In 2019, She Writes Press was named Indie Publisher of the Year. You can find out more on SheWritesPress.com. Streaming live, the leader in Internet talk radio, VoiceAmerica.com. You are listening to Dropping In with Diane Dewey. We'd love to hear from you if you have a question or comment about the show. Send us an email to ddewey at truenordmedia.com. That's the letter D, dewey at trunordmedia.com. Now, back to Dropping In. Welcome back, everyone. We're here with Talia Delju, and we're having such an interesting conversation. Um, you do have a focus uh, somewhat, uh, Talia, on women's issues. You have, um, in, as of 2000. Um, 
2015, you were the co-founder of Mavenly & Co., a career and business platform for women, eventually reaching over 200,000 women through Women uh, Work Plus Worth podcasts, the annual conference and workshops and coaching programs. Um, I wondered if that was a focus for you and if you'd like to please, um, we're begging and dying to know, how to best access you for people out there who have questions. Yes, absolutely. Thank you. So, so yes, so Maven Lee was kind of where my entrepreneurial journey began as a coach for about the first four years. Um, and it was, a, as you said, a career business platform that was focused on elevating women in, in their work. Um, since then, I have kind of parted from that niche and have broken off into my own practice now. Um, I will say, you know, yes, I, the majority of people who come to me are still women, but it's not because the work is, you know, gendered or specific to women. I have a handful of, of men who come to me and who really struggle with this, the same thing, which is I feel lost, lack of purpose, lack of meaning. I don't know what's next. And I just need it. I need that inner compass. I need to come back to myself and figure out what I want, what I value, what my strengths are and what have you. So, um, so in terms of how people can find me, Instagram is probably the most the most fun platform for me right now. So that is my handle is at Talia Delju. And then my website that Diane has mentioned several times, TaliaDelju.com. Um, and, and I do have a podcast in full transparency. We have not released a new episode in, in a couple of months now. Um, it's, it's, <laughs> it takes a lot to run a coaching business and to do all the things I do as a one woman show. So it had to take a bit of a back seat, but there are about 50 or so episodes there all around personal development, inner work. Um, and then in terms of working and doing this, doing this work with me, you know, one-on-one is my bread and butter. I work with folks in a three to six month capacity biweekly. And then my community is called the Inner Work Collective. And that's the book club Diane mentioned briefly earlier. And every month we pick a topic like vulnerability or happiness or you know, manifestation and attraction. And, and we talk about it every day or two in this community. I pose reflection questions, exercises, practices, and, and we choose a book as well to, to kind of support the learning as a community. And, um, and to Diane's, again, earlier point, many of us read a lot of things, consume a lot of information, but the words kind of just stay on paper. And it's not until we can engage with the content, integrate the content, talk about it with other people that we actually, you know, transform from it and, and, and um, apply it in ways that actually result in some kind of change. And so that community is also a membership-based community. And we have folks from all over the world who are joining and I'm super excited to see how that continues to grow and where that community continues to go. Um, so those are the primary ways. And as you know, as we've also talked about, there are a couple worksheets on the website and other offerings. But the the one-on-one coaching is really where where the magic where the magic happens. Absolutely, it's just it's so cool to me that you have these practical tools, the worksheets, and that you were talking about letters to um, fear or letters to self. It's like journaling, but it's much more directed. And I think that that helps. Mm-hmm become more specific um, about the the idea of resetting your inner compass. There are so many juicy resources. And even in the podcast, even if, you know, you 
Time management, I can't understand how you don't have time. <laughs> um, but they're, they're just delicious. They're juicy. Um, you can tune in to Sincerely Me on your website. It's been a real treat for me. Um, right now, I'd like to also just, you know, take us through, I hope you'll help us with, um, we're, we're talking about moving through fear to get to flow, basically. And flow is the title of the book by, I think, one of your mentors, um, certainly your theoretical mentors, uh, Talia. And so he talks about um, flow as um, here's here we have um, the, the specifics about what flow actually is, in case anybody's wondering, like as I did. Um, there are clear goals every step of the way. That's number one. There's immediate feedback to one's actions. There's a balance between challenges and skills. Your actions and awareness are merged and dimensions are excluded from consciousness, like time, space. Um, you know, it's only the here and now. You suddenly exist and um, you find out, oh my gosh, I've been writing now for two hours and I haven't let the dog out and you know it's, it's just an amazing thing um, there's no worry of failure self-consciousness disappears the sense of time I mentioned we forget all about um, and the activity becomes auto autotelic which is Greek for you know that which is an end to itself so, mm-hmm. so, so give us that, that mindset that helps to break through all these concrete dimensions that the world is too much with us now and, and how, to, how to gain a footing over this threshold. Yeah. So, you know, when it comes to mindset and moving through all of these things, my kind of first um, invitation to people is to not jump to the positivity or the how can I be grateful, how can I be happy, how can I think positively about this, I think that's step two. Step one is just is a return to neutrality is what I call it. How do we get out of the judgment, the fear, the story we've created about what's happening and just return to a place of neutrality, to just look at the facts, to just be as objective as we can about it. Um, because our minds, you know, our minds are, are meaning-making machines, right? I think the numbers are, you know, we have 60,000 thoughts a day, um, 80% of which are negative in content, 95% of which are repeated, right? We've thought, if you're thinking it today, you've thought it before, you probably thought it yesterday. <laughs> so it's, it's, it's helpful to just kind of know what it is we're working with up there. Um, and then to understand that whatever happens, to us in life, this, this is one perspective that I use in my coaching approach, is that whatever it is that's happening is a neutral, objective circumstance. We then attach the thought or judgment or story to it. The thought is what leads to the emotion, which leads us to taking action or not, and then we, we see a certain result because of that behavior. So if you want to see a different result, if you want to get unstuck, if you want to change, if you want to see change, you have to look at what is happening and what is the thought, the thought that your mind has created about what is happening? And is that thought conducive to you feeling good or not so good? Is that thought conducive to you actually taking inspired action or is it keeping you in a place of, of you know, stuckness and, and fear? Um, so I'd say for, for people as, as a starting point is to look at look at whatever's going on and try to see it in as neutral and objective as a way as possible 
And then you get to choose what, what, what the story is about it. You get to choose how to think about it. And that to me is, is, is power, right? You get to decide what this means. And we forget that. I think we, we, we forget that we, we choose the story. Um, so Absolutely. if it's fear or judgment or whatever else, look Reruns. at it question it. Is it <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you know, exactly. Is it true or is it, mm-hmm. Well, this gives us agency, right, and, and free freedom yeah. um, to to choose, and it is incredibly powerful, Talia. And I think that you unlocked it and unpacked that very well um, in terms of basic, concrete terms that we can understand. I mean, there is a way in which those of us who have been quote well brought up just have too many rules going through our head about what we should mm-hmm. do. And those things become very reflexive. They are not challenged enough. And I think they're right. not, um, right? They're not examined. They're not held up as, as you say, the neutral in the neutral space as information. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're accepted right. as fact. And what you're talking about, I think, is uncovering and taking away the um, truthness of these so-called facts and saying, hey, wait a minute, is this or is this valid for me any longer? It seems Mm to me that you are also helpful in helping people grow since identity is a continuum, um, grow going forward, that you're giving people actually tools that they can use themselves um, in order to make these choices consciously about their life. Exactly. You know, what what a gift gift that is. Um, Will you be offering you have a you have a retreat in bali this i have to ask about <laughs> and of course with, with the pandemic it just feels so precarious everything will something like that take place in person what are your thoughts on that at this point and when you convene i'm sure it's super special to be together you have a partner in this and that must be an incredible experience to have a very focused and consolidated workshop in a beautiful place yeah yeah, so unfortunately, we've, we've we've decided to cancel the retreat to Bali for this year because it was supposed to be held this October, and we just we just don't know what things are going to look like in October, and um, and just didn't want to put anybody in a compromising situation, and want to you know for a retreat like that, we want people to feel comfortable and safe, and not have their guards up, and not be afraid, and not be cautious, you know, with every move they make, and so. So it is going to be postponed um, until further notice for some time in 2021. But I, I think there's something so beautiful about coming together and and getting out of your environment and sharing space with people who are thinking the same things and looking for connection and looking for tools and resources and another way to do life because. For many of us, we've gone to a point where we realize if I if I keep doing what I'm doing. I'm not going to, and you know, nothing's going to change until something changes, right? Mm-hmm. So, so unfortunately, yeah. Bali's on hold. I had another retreat planned in April with my sister that we put on hold. So, you know, we've had to adjust and make some changes based on whatever is going on in the world. And, um, we'll see. and it's, yes. you know, in some ways, yeah, go ahead. We'll see. I mean, in some ways, you know, I think maybe what you can certainly finish that thought. In some ways, it's beneficial. Is that what you were thinking? 
Well, in some ways, it's it's beneficial in that it, it's you know challenging you to be creative as a business owner and to find other ways to to help people feel connected. If we can't meet in person or get on an airplane, you know, what else can we do? It's not that or nothing. So how else are we going to cultivate that and facilitate these connections and engage in these conversations? Um, right. So yeah, for me, it's been a kind of a, a fun way to get creative and find new ways to serve people. Well, it's delightful and meaningful and very valuable that you do and that we enjoy this platform, this virtual platform of people coming together. I know that there's, um, you know, we're missing the tactile elements, we're missing the visual elements, but um, those components, you know, we're exchanging other meaningful ideas and I think feelings and pointers to life, as you say, do life, to help us do life better. Um, And certainly Mm -hmm. right now we feel very um, passive and not at all in charge. So, you know, I think how do we become less reactive to that and, 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 you know, as you say, take off the judgments that we have and show ourselves a little bit of compassion during this time when we, we most need it. I think also, Mm -hmm. you know, trauma, trauma plays a part and we are being collectively somewhat traumatized. And, you know, in that, um, version of things where you can't process what's happening. Sometimes you do switch over to the logical left brain and lean on it more rather than relying on your intuition, which is the strongest guidance, you know, your deepest mm-hmm. wisdom. I think you're, I believe, and I, correct me if this is uh, not true, I mean, I think you are trying to guide us to our deepest wisdom. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, 100%, turning you back to what it is you know, because I think we're all very quick to assume that somebody else knows better. It's perfect ending for us today. And thank you, Talia Delju, for such a wonderful time. We will be saved by compassion and love. I know that's true. But until then, everyone, stay safe. You're such a positive gift to us, Talia. And thank you for dropping in, our crew and our producer. Most of all, thank you, listeners. And until next week, be safe and thrive. Thanks for dropping in. Thank you so much for dropping in. Please join Diane Dewey again next Friday at 8 a.m. Pacific Time and 11 a.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. We'll see you then. 